Yeah. So um, I made a tequila. Uh, I got like this thing for my, uh, I think it was birthday last year, where it was like, do your own whiskey. And it comes with like wood chips and flavoring agents. Oh, yeah. And so you're supposed to buy like vodka or something like that and put it in and let it age for a couple weeks or a couple months. And I didn't have any, I didn't want to use vodka. And they do make like a, a, corn whiskey that's clear and but i had tequila on hand and i was excited so i just started with the tequila and i wanted to do like a mole flavored tequila so i did like dark chocolate and something else for the wood chips and then what after that age for like a couple months i put in some cinnamon and a little bit of orange peel and these bird's eye chilies and I, I have no ref frame of reference for how spicy those are. So I put three and <laughs> it's fucking hot. Like it's, it's a really like spicy. I have to like make a cocktail out of it to make it drinkable. Cause <laughs> yeah, do you have to drink it with milk? <laughs> no, I put a uh, Coca-Cola in it. So it's it actually, it's a nice, it's a nice little cocktail. That nice little chili Coke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So sorry. Coke, Coke zero. I don't drink sugar. <laughs> oh, um, sorry, sugar's bad for yeah. you, right? <laughs> no, I just don't like drinking calories if I can help it. <laughs> um, uh, what are we talking about yeah. today, Blair? Um, so yeah, I really like this topic. We're we're doing a uh, movement is medicine. That's the statement that we're debating. So I guess just just off those three words, what side of that do you think you, is movement medicine? Like, what's your opinion? <laughs> um. um... No, I don't think movement's medicine. I think movement can be like medicine. That that's my statement. Where do you stand on it? So, initially I was like I I did a little digging just to have, you know, some frame of reference and background on, you know, obviously I'm not going to come in totally from the hip on anything, but I was on your side where I was like, I, th- I don't think movement is medicine. Medicine is medicine. However, I am going to take the other side. So okay. just so we have, so we have a chance to debate, like I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I'm going to argue that it is medicine. Um, let's break down. What does that mean? What does movement as medicine mean? I think people, what they do is they, they recognize that you can relieve a lot of symptoms that medicine can with exercise but I don't think um, that's because um, exercise is movement I think that's because exercise is preventative and it's never too late to prevent which is why it can have similar effects as medicine but I think people have to recognize that um, medicine is like um, more of an an instant or a quicker effect and exercise is more of a longevity effect and so that's why i say it's like medicine yeah and i do like how you mentioned the word preventative because i do think by and large that is where exercise gets its benefit is prevention of longer you know more more serious health concerns you know, and, and in some of the research, like what are the benefits of exercise and, and there's things which this can be an entirely second episode or what are we on now? 11, 12th, 13th episode, whatever. So exercise controls weight. And I like I I think we've mentioned it before previously. I don't believe that. I think exercise can help with weight loss 
when your calories are controlled, but I don't think exercise controls weight. I think exercise controls health. So I guess because it's preventative, that's why you don't think that movement is medicine. Um, look, like medicine is important. For example, like um, like pain relief. There's no way um, going to the gym and doing uh, like a yoga class or doing some form of exercise is going to instantly relieve any pain. You can sometimes, like if you have had like a long-term injury and done some form of exercise, you can massively in one session reduce that pain, but that doesn't mean that it can do the same thing as medicine. And so um, I just find that there's a place for both um, and I don't think one should be in replacement of the other. I just feel like too many people will use medicine as a first option rather than exercise. Okay. With that, I agree. I think especially in the U.S. and perhaps it's different in the U.K., but perhaps not, most people take the easy way out. You know, consistent exercise, eating well, working on yourself daily is a lot harder and more time-consuming than popping a pill. Yeah. And, and, you know, most of the major killers – from a, you know, health and wellness standpoint are preventable, mm-hmm. you know, diabetes, heart disease, two most expensive conditions annually in the U S and probably the world. Uh, the number one killer is heart disease. Uh, it's, it's often called the silent killer because a lot of times the first symptom of heart disease is death. You, you don't really, you know, unless you're doing regular checkups, you have no idea you have crazy, I mean, now they're getting better at scanning and, and, you know, they have all these new calcium scores and, and scans that can tell how blocked up you are that they didn't used to. So it's getting better, but you know, that used to be the number one, like first symptom of heart disease is death. And that's highly preventable with a healthy lifestyle. Um, so I, I think where I'm going to, you know, I looked up the definition of medicine because that was, that was going to be my point of why it's not, why exercise is not medicine, right? Bring it. The first definition of medicine is the science or practice of the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of disease, often excluding surgery. Okay. So with that definition, I actually do agree that exercise is medicine. It doesn't say anything about a pill or it's the science or practice of the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of disease. And so with prevention of disease being part of it, and it's just the science or practice, like the science of exercise in disease prevention and even alleviation is sound. Like it does, it's there. Um, And, you know. Do people actually class exercise as medicine though? Like doctors, do they? It's preventative, right? I think it depends on the doctor, but, but I, I, and so here's the second where this is where I don't agree. Cause the second definition is a compound or preparation used for the treatment or prevention of disease, especially a drug or drugs taken by mouth, you know? So obviously with that, that's the, I think that's the traditional definition of medicine that people think of. Yeah. And so I think it depends on the doctor, but I would say most doctors do not believe that, exercise is medicine what i am finding though is a lot more doctors are actually prescribing exercise as a first call 
which I'm very impressed about. Um, so the the science or the the education is definitely changing around that field. Yeah, I, and I think part of that too is doctors. I, I've we've spoken with doctors previously on Clubhouse. We you know getting to know doctors being in a adjacent field. Some of them, especially the older, you know, crowd, the the past generations, they have this learned behavior of, you know, your average person sees their doctor for 15 minutes a year and they, they go in, the doctor says, well, you need to lose some weight, uh, exercise more and, and, you know, reduce intake, reduce calories. You know, here's, here's a piece of paper that might highlight those two things, but essentially they give them the old move more, eat less, see you next year. And as we know, working with people more closely and spending more time with our clients, there's a huge emotional, motivational, you know, there's a, there's a struggle, a burden there of getting people to change and be intrinsically motivated and, and want the best for themselves. So that's a failing prophecy that, you know, just saying move more and eat less doesn't work for most people, you know, less than 1% of people are going to take that advice and, and make a change. Well, it's knowing how and to so, apply it. That's the mistake. Right. And sticking with it, you know, it takes time for you to crave going to the gym and crave eating more vegetables. It, it, sometimes those behaviors are forced until you miss the benefits they offer yeah. from a chronic standpoint. You know, so I think more and more people are getting on board with, yeah, let's let's try exercising and moving first. It is very preventative, um, you know. But so I think that's the kind of change we're seeing it from a doctor's standpoint is is they care a little more. It's not, but the learned behavior was, well, they're probably not going to listen and make the change anyway. So let's skip the middleman and here's a pill. Cholesterol is too high. Here's a statin. You know, just start with the easy change that people are probably going to do because it's all about health and not lasting change. So where's the opposite now? So like we've spoken a lot about how exercise can be like medicine. Um, right. You were going to counter that, right? Yep. So there was a large observational study done and they basically looked at over the, it was done in the Cleveland clinic. It was done over the course of 25 years, 20, 23 years. Um, about 122,000 patients underwent exercise treadmill testing at Cleveland clinic. What they found was the lowest exercise group, the people that were the most sedentary or scored the lowest on the ex on the treadmill test had the highest all cause mortality period. So this is including smoking, diabetes, heart disease, end stage kidney disease, like all of these factors were less of a risk factor for death, all cause mortality than being sedentary. So essentially what they garnered from this was it is it is healthier to smoke and have diabetes and you know have these seemingly incredibly unhealthy disease states but be active than it is to have none of them and be sedentary. And so from that standpoint like do I think that exercise is the answer to having diabetes, kind of, you know, but at the same time, as a medicinal standpoint, like 
you can have all those things if you're exercising and you're less likely to die. Isn't that the point of medicine is to reduce risk of death? But like you also have the placebo effect of, for example, you know, like all um, drugs, you know, they they give people the actual drug and then they give a fake version of the drug. And sometimes you find that um, people uh, pretend that they're much better when they never actually got the real drug, etc. And so sometimes people will do, um, you know, similar things with exercise. Naturally, as you start exercising, you start um, being more self-conscious and aware of your eating habits, your sleeping habits. And, you know, if you're doing something healthy, you want to do more things that are healthy because you don't want to do something counterintuitive for your health. So is it that exercise is the medicine or exercise is actually making people focus more on their health? Yeah, and I think that's impossible to remove. I definitely see that point where the big, you know, it is a really good question where I actually make the point about certain diets where it's like, is is removing gluten from your diet actually healthier, or are you just reading nutrition labels more closely to avoid gluten? And you know, I, I definitely see that point, but it's pretty staggering, and and maybe it feeds into your point a little bit that it's preventative, but in this case, having a disease and exercising was less likely to kill you than not having a disease and being sedentary, That that's a medicinal benefit. You are improving life expectancy and quality even though you already have this disease state, which is the you know same thing with the medicine. If you have heart disease, if you have high cholesterol and you, you take a medicine to reduce your risk of dying from that disease – that feeds into definition one, the science or practice of the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of disease. Somewhat medicinal. Do you remember that doctor who came on Clubhouse and he came into my room and he said that um, he could cure cancer with solely nutrition? Yeah, he's wrong. But my point being is like a lot of people, like the mistake um, people would make by saying exercise is medicine is they would remove some of these drugs that are probably actually helping them like stay alive or reducing their risk of some serious diseases um, for exercise because they feel like that would have the same benefit and potentially it would long term but when so much damage has been done to the body over long periods of time and you need to be given drugs to you know like in the short term actually keep you functioning as a human being i don't think people can turn around and say exercise is medicine that's like people who say exercise is therapy like it no it's not exercise is a relief and you know something that makes you feel good but it's not dealing with your issues totally fair i and i i Hundred percent. I was actually going to make that same point where I I don't agree with it being therapy. You know, in that sense where people do say like, oh, it's exercise is therapy. It's like no therapy is therapy. You know, go exercise is great for your mental health. Uh, going for a walk really helps clear the mind. It's a great de stressor, but it's not going to help you resolve your daddy issues. You know, it's you got to go, <laughs> you got to go deal with that shit. You know, so. Um, where I start to take problem, I think exercise has a medicinal quality to it from the reduction of you know actual medicines needed. So yes, if you exercise and improve insulin resistance through resistance training and daily movement, you can come off of the bevy of 
diabetes drugs that you're on. Uh, I've seen people come down on dosage and reduce and, and stop taking metformin because they took a more active approach to their health. And that, that is directly exercise reducing medicinal needs. So you're, you're trading one for the other. But I do take serious issue with, and I used to say I think it's personal trainers patting themselves on the back way too hard of it's, it's a cure-all. And that's not true that, you know, there are some things that, you know, break a bone, you're not going to go hit the gym, <laughs> you're going to go get pain meds and a cast, yeah. you know, and so it's, it's not the be all end all in medicine, it's not going to remove the need for medicine across the board. But I think it can have prevention, but also reduction and improvement in health once there's, you know, it's not solely like, oh, you never would have got diabetes if you exercise. That may be true, but you can also control your diabetes through exercise. And then that point, I do think it has, it, it it takes on a medicinal quality because it's prescriptive for the improvement of that disease. Sure, I, I agree it has like a medicinal quality, but I think people have to remember there's never one factor when people get diseases, there's multiple. And so, you know, there's there's so many other reasons why people could have got disease because unfortunately, I know just as many healthy people who have also passed away completely um, unknowingly. And so, you know, people go, it's sad, you know, these people looked after their health very well and, you know, avoided um, multiple factors and things so that they could prolong their life and then they pass away quite young or you know and unfortunately you can't you can't stop uh, you can't stop yourself dying but what you can do is you can increase the quality of life and so you know when we talk about exercise it's like medicine we need to be thinking exercise should be your first point of call to reducing your risks of disease. You will never stop yourself getting a disease, but you can reduce that risk massively. And that's why I say exercise is like medicine. It's not medicine because it's just another way of reducing your risk, just like any of those tablets. Yeah. I think that's an incredibly fair point that my, uh, my brother-in-law, which my sister's husband, is a case in point. He is the acme of health and fitness. He, you know, works out. Nice, strong dude. Uh, doesn't even drink flavored protein. He does unflavored, <laughs> like single ingredient. I think it's like Sounds naked boring. whey or this. Yeah, I think so too. I want my shit to taste like Fruity Loops or whatever. But um, but yeah, I think Fruity Loops was that techno program actually back in the day. Um, Fruity Pebbles is what I was looking for. But anyway, like. He has familiar familial hypercholesterolemia, so he his cholesterol is through the roof. Even though he's active and eats well and doesn't have any additives or inflammatory agents in his diet, like very minimally so, he just I mean he has some genetic condition that doctors aren't even sure. He's been to multiple, and it's like his vitamin A is through the roof. Where they like accused him of lying and taking a vitamin A supplement, even though he wasn't like crazy. I mean, and it's just luck of the draw, like crazy genetic abnormal. I mean, things happen. And yeah, I, I think, like I said at the beginning, ultimately I do kind of take your side on this. I don't think I, I just wanted to counterpoint and and make the argument that it does take on medicinal qualities. Sure. It's like medicine. It can help prevent. I think exercise is the healthiest thing you can do on the planet. 
but then there are those people who you know will completely disagree with us because they'll turn around and say no exercise saved my life and like i we can't take away their experiences but those people just have to be very careful of taking the approach of um, stop taking your tablets just go do exercise because if just because something may have worked for them doesn't mean it's going to work for other people which is why we have um, you know certain drugs and whatnot because they have been mass tested and proven to work with most people but as we know not all drugs are going to work the same way for every single person the same way exercise won't have the exact same results for every single person and so you know I think um the the more things you can do to reduce your chances of catching diseases and you know exercise can massively reduce your risk of how many tablets you have to take the older you get as well um and so like i said there's no guarantee that you will never have to take a multitude of tablets in your older ages or you're never going to catch anything but you have a higher chance of bringing that risk down and less likely to catch as many things if you did look after your health and move your body well. And, and it is case dependent. Like I mentioned, I have had multiple clients come off of or reduce medicines because of exercise and nutrition. Yeah, same. But on the other hand, I've also had a few clients who we have broken everything down. They are doing it all right. They're counting carbs, they're dosing properly, and their insulin or, or sugars are just through the roof taking massive amounts of insulin, sugars are staying way higher than expected. And there's a medicine that they haven't tried yet that is going to fix that for them. And, you know, and part of the problem is type two diabetes has a multitude of possible causes. Essentially, your body is not processing or using insulin correctly to remove sugar from the blood. You are making insulin, but you are not using it correctly. So in that case, there's a multiple drugs that do different things that can help reduce sugar in the blood, whether it's improving insulin resistance or filtering it out through the urine or preventing the absorption, whatever it is, you know, I've had clients, they're exercising, they're eating well, they're counting carbs and their sugars are still just through the roof. They need a medicine. You know, it's, it's not being solved through diet and exercise it happens, you know? So yeah, I, I don't think exercise is a cure-all. I don't think exercise is like, like you said, you know, quit your therapist and all your pills and just go out for a run. Like that's not how the world works, unfortunately. Yeah. But I do think exercise is probably hands down the healthiest thing that people can do for themselves on a daily basis. And there's no, there's no negatives to exercise. It doesn't come with any bad side effects. Uh, unless people are using it as a punishment for eating or like mentally, <laughs> I, you know, we can, we can tackle that in a whole nother no, episode. But. but I mean, on the physical body, there's no negative effects of exercise. Right. And actually that study on the, uh, the smoking and disease states versus being sedentary showed that like people with the highest level of fitness had the least all cause mortality. So there wasn't like a bell curve where it started affecting you negatively at a certain point. Yeah, exactly. Um, ah, that's it's been quite an interesting conversation this one um, I think to sum it up for me anyway I've had a lot of people come to me um, while they're on a lot of medication and see their doctor regularly and 
you know, it's not a case of drop what they're doing, but through slowly introducing exercise into their life, their doctors have turned around and said, oh, these numbers have reduced drastically. Um, just recently, um, one client had like um, really high, like, I, I can't remember if it was like liver acid or liver poisoning or something. Like she had some blood tests done or something was like really high in the liver that became quite dangerous. Um, and she, Was it like a liver function enzyme? AST, yeah, yeah, ALT? Yeah, that, yeah okay, probably, okay. yeah. And so, um, but she never told me that when she came to me, but what, four months into exercise now, and she actually went for um, her bloods to be redone, and she said um, that they had come back to a normal state, and, um, you know, the the risk had reduced massively, but she never told me that that was wrong with her. It's just a byproduct of exercising and through eating better foods. And so um, naturally her doctor now doesn't have to consider putting her on medication and not that the doctor ever prescribed exercise. That was just her wanting to look after her health. And naturally that means she doesn't have to now take a medication through preventative measures. And there's no guarantee that that's the cause of what got her there, but it worked. And so, you know, exercise should always be something that people should consider either before a disease or even during a disease it can i'm not saying it will remove the disease but it can massively just increase the the longevity of your health and how you feel during that period of time i get a lot of people similar where they get this scary diagnosis and they say i want to exercise and do it through nutrition and and i always tell them we'll do our best but we might not be able to eliminate this you might still have to go on a medication but we'll, we'll do what we can and there are certain things like the only thing we know that confidently raises hdl the good quote-unquote good cholesterol is exercise and moderate alcohol consumption you know and don't start drinking to get your hdl up but if you do like it, it can help but i mean ultimately exercise is the only like totally healthy way to increase hdl you know, so it does have its place in disease states and in, and in a medicinal world. But I, I do agree with you. It is not medicine. It is adjacent to medicine. And I think they work hand in hand together. And that's all I can say on that. Cool. All right. Well, I think we uh, we did it. We did the thing. We did the thing. <laughs> um, you, you've made uh, your own little outros haven't you <laughs> this episode was edited by blah. <laughs> a healthy debate runs purely on fat and is completely free of banned substances this episode was edited by blair solberger so if it sucks blame him the next episode will be out in a week wherever you get your podcasts you can find us on instagram and twitter at a healthy debate or on youtube at youtube.com slash at a healthy debate 